This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic start to your weekend, of course. It's nice to be here at the weekend. Got plenty of plans. Of course, the World Cup starts tomorrow evening or during the day at some point. Not exactly sure what time the kickoff is. Again, Really finding it quite hard to attach myself to the tournament in any kind of meaningful way uh, and will be having to do so for work. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's again, it's it's a very strange uh, feeling at this moment in time with the Winter World Cup interrupting Arsenal's momentum. But uh, we're going we're gonna to try and do as we do and we're going to be covering plenty of the news falling out from the World Cup and of course, bringing you all the latest Arsenal transfer news and views as well. Good morning to people joining us in the chat box. Matt G, Blackshine, Steve Stone, Tony, good morning to Olu. Uh, that's very nice, Tony. Uh, Paul, good morning to you. Stevie, Bradley, Odorile, uh, Red Star, GGT for you, Harvey, Jose, Spags. Uh, we've got uh, Kuden, we've got Rich, we've got Hakeem, we've got Stephen. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic time. Uh, let's uh, crack on with the show. And uh, we start with uh, football prizes, of course. The latest what we have this morning is telling you that the Thierry Henry competition is very, very close to completion. Just nine tickets are left. Do not miss out on the opportunity. Link in the description. Get them fast because they will be running out in the next few hours or so, I imagine, especially after we've just promoted it on this morning's show. Sure, there's some instant prizes still left as well to get involved with, so make sure you do indeed try your best to get involved with the latest competition. Now, uh, Miles Lewis Skelly is set to join the senior side in Dubai. He's a young player playing for Arsenal's under-18s, but has played at a higher level as well. Uh, A goal of his went a little bit viral across social media a few weeks ago, uh, playing for England's, I want to say, under-17s, I think, at the time. He is a very, very impressive central midfielder that plays slightly deeper, could play uh, in the eight, could play in the six. And 
on the ball, it shows great progression, skill, dribbling ability. And he's being rewarded for how impressive he has been by being included in the Arsenal senior side that is set to travel to Dubai to, pay, uh, to perform and play in the uh, Dubai Cup. So he could get some minutes against either of Milan or Lyon, which should be great to see because obviously there's going to be games where a lot of the first team squad aren't available and they'll be away with their nations at the World Cup. But opportunities for some of the younger players we should be able to see uh, coming thick and fast. And uh, Miles Lewis-Skelly is certainly one that you should be keeping an eye on and understanding just quite how good of a talent this young boy is. Now, Gabriel Martinelli has done an interview with the Players' Tribune. This is, of course, the website which Granite Xhaka did an interview with some time ago in which he talked all about um, how he wanted to get closer to the Arsenal fans. He talked a lot about the abuse that he'd suffered. But Martinelli's interview was a lot more positive. I, I won't read through the entire interview, uh, but there was a, sp a specific part that I wanted to focus on. Uh, he says, Mikel has always been great with me. Uh, when I wasn't playing as much last season, I went to his office and he reassured me that I would get my chance. I just want to play every game, you know. Uh, and even when I come off against Forrest the other day, I was like, uh, I'd love to have scored another goal, but we have a lot of games and I understand. I'm so happy that I took my chance when I got it. I really love this club. The squad is like a big family. We all have so much respect for each other. If you see us in training, you'll understand why we're playing well because even in a simple, uh, simple passing game, nobody wants to lose. At home, we haven't dropped a point yet because the atmosphere this season is better than ever. The opponents are always feeling the pressure at the Emirates. And I promise you, when you are chasing the ball and you feel dead tired and you want to give up and 60,000 fans are chanting all around you, you will get to that ball and the energy boost is incredible. Uh, it's just great hearing Martinelli talk about Arsenal in this way. There's a, a couple of other quotes that I want to read out as well. But I love the point where he talks about training. Having been to training myself, I can tell you that, you know, and only seeing kind of the first 15 to 20 minutes sometimes of the sessions and the little drills they put on, he is not uh, pulling the wool over anyone's eyes. Uh, they absolutely want to win every single exercise. The winning mentality that is needed to be in this Arsenal squad is just top level. And uh, it's great hearing him talk so positively about Arsenal and we all know that he wants to stay we all know that his contract shouldn't be a problem and it's the like the finer details and the money monetary sort of things that is obviously really kind of uh, we're waiting for we're waiting to kind of see that happen and to that to be resolved but we know that he wants to stay but the other part of the interview that I wanted to highlight was where he talks about um, kind of the fans and what Arsenal means he says actually you remember back in August when Saliba scored their own goal at home against Leicester he's walking back grimacing and maybe other fans would have booed but our fans cheered they were roaring him on they were saying we are with you no matter what and two minutes later we scored that is Arsenal we will continue to go for to win each game because that is what this club should do. Arsenal is not about getting a point. Arsenal is not about finishing fourth. Arsenal is about titles, the league, the Champions League. That's what the fans deserve. You can read the full interview uh, on the Players' Tribune or watch it as well uh, on their YouTube channel. I encourage you to do so. It's a very good piece uh, and worthy of a read. Uh, now, according to Italian media, an offer has been made uh, for Mikhailo Mudrik from an English club. Mirko Di Natale uh, from Tuto uh, Juve has uh, said that there was a more important offer. Um, well, apparently, according to Carlo Nicolini, who is the deputy manager at Shakhtar, uh, via uh, this Italian journalist, he has said 
there was a more important offer to show his value from an English club. Now it's time to go back to contacting the club, the agent and the player himself to see if someone will start negotiating. Now, we're not 100% sure who this club is. What we do know is that when he mentioned about going back to that club, we know that there was an offer made from Brentford in the summer transfer window, which was rejected. But we don't know what offer is being discussed. We don't know whether it's Arsenal, but we do know that other clubs like Newcastle United are very interested in Mudrick. We know that Real Madrid, uh, Manchester United, Chelsea, Manchester City have also been mentioned as potential suitors for the player. There have been other clubs abroad also interested in Mudrick. So even though an English club is said to be the club that have uh, made the offer, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's Arsenal. I would put more money on it being someone like a Newcastle United and seeing him arrive there. I can just see them being the club that would pay over the odds to sign a player like Mudrick. But as I've talked about a number of times, he certainly would rather, I think, move to Arsenal. His aim is to try and get that move to a club that he loves. And Arsenal is certainly one of those teams. So let's see if anything changes in the next few weeks leading up and through the January transfer window. And our headline story of the day and of yesterday morning, which frustratingly broke just moments after we finished our morning show yesterday and I'm sure you've all read plenty on it but I'm certainly interested to get your thoughts and we actually discussed this on yesterday's Let's Talk Arsenal members show Um, but Edu has been promoted to Arsenal's first ever sporting director. The first thing to say about this and uh, very thankful to Charles Watts of Goal who cleared this up um, but the contract situation these the executives don't have the same situations as kind of players where you need to extend their contracts. Um, and when you think about uh, when you think about the idea that you renew a player's contract for a number of years on an improved wage, it is a very different kind of scenario to what this is. And Charles, in his article on goal, uh, talks about that. He says the club can't give him a contract extension like they would a player, but the promotion is seen as a reward for the work that he has undertaken and Arsenal believe it shows how committed they are to the Brazilian. And from Edu's side, he views his decisions to commit to the new position as a message to any interested party that his focus is on Arsenal and nothing else. Uh, Speaking to the Arsenal website, he says, I look forward to building on the hard work of so many people and helping all of us grow together and enjoy more success. And I am thankful for the trust the club has put in me. We move forward together. Now, it's expected that his role will now encompass a lot more. He is expected to take part in um, more of kind of the the youth side of things. The women's game as well is going to become a big part of uh, his his responsibilities. Is this anyway a concern that he might get stretched too thin and the men's side of things won't get as much focus? I don't think so. I don't think they would have given him this role personally if they didn't feel he was up to covering a broader range of responsibilities throughout the club. Will this mean, um, of course, that we see anyone else join the executive level at the club? Again, I'm not so sure that is the case. It does very much feel like this was a move to re-establish Edu as part of the fabric of the club for the long-term future to ward away interest in many other other clubs and to make that sign that he is indeed very much at Arsenal for the now and for the long-term future as well. Uh, Dan says, hi Tom, what is the difference between the technical director and sporting director roles? The sporting director role is a higher position, of course, in the club, as we know, hence it's a promotion and he is going to have a lot more responsibilities bleeding into the youth side of things, bleeding into the women's game. It's more 
more all-encompassing than what the technical director role is. Whether or not this puts him above Mikel Arteta remains a little bit unclear, I think. It depends on the club, usually, if that's the case. However, I don't think it necessarily does. Sporting directors and managers work in line. If Arteta was the head coach, then that would be the case. But because Arteta is the club manager that puts him on a much higher plane than a head coach position is. I still think they work very much in tandem with one another um, and certainly can challenge one another in, in the executive level and certainly towards the club's owners. But I think Edu will become a more all-encompassing figure at the club and continue the good work that he's been doing. I did, uh, I did an article yesterday uh, talking all about kind of the three-step process that has led Edu from when he joined to where we are now and challenging for a Premier League title and how he has changed going through the adaption of the physicality at Arsenal, the uh, shift towards a more youth project, and lastly, the winning mentality that is being instilled in this team. And even after all of that and seeing Arsenal five points clear, still I saw a response to the tweet which complained about Edu. He's not, you know, he's not been perfect. We have certainly made mistakes, as most people in football have. He absolutely needs to try and improve the sales side of things. But there was just still criticism of him, which at this point in time, when you're sitting five points clear with a team that has been massively overhauled by Edu's work in the transfer market, you just know for some, you just can't please them. And it doesn't matter what someone does. I think we could even win the league and there would still be criticism. It's just the way the world works. But something that I won't be criticising is the brilliant safety and security that NordVPN will bring you whilst you're surfing the net online. In the last couple of days of our sponsorship on the channel, make sure that you do get involved in the offer. You just need to go to nordvpn.com slash guna to get involved with the latest offer, which gives you a massive discount off a subscription. Four months free as well, of course, to give you that safety and security online. And if you don't enjoy the service, you can get a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN is an excellent service which brings you that safety and security that you need whilst online to keep away those pesky trackers. And it enables you to change your geolocation so that your devices believe they are in another country, potentially, you know, if you're sitting in... Uh, abroad and you want to use your typical broadcasting apps just change it back to the uk if you're from the uk and enable you to use those broadcasting apps without too much of a problem or if you want to use something i don't know on american netflix maybe you can hop over to the us using your app and use uh, netflix as if you were in america so you can get access to different things as well so make sure you get involved with the latest offer nordvpn.com slash guna a couple of days left on our promotion and partnership so do not miss it. We will take your questions and more right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
Okay, let's go to part two and your questions. Uh, really uh, good comment here from Stephen. It says, Edu has had no players to sell. Now he has, and I would judge his sales from now on in. And this is a really important part of the judgment around the selling of Edu. Not only has he struggled to be able to have players to sell, but we have had the, the pandemic that obviously affected the club as well, which meant that clubs just didn't have as much money to try and take players or buy players. Premier League clubs weren't interested in the players that we had from the previous recruiting regime. And therefore, we were always going to have to try and move them on to other European or global clubs who just didn't have the money after being affected by the pandemic. When we look at the, at the business we're doing now, we're bringing in players like Tavares for seven odd million quid. We're bringing in Lukonga for 15 odd million quid. And the expectation is that if they move on, Arsenal will be able to make a significant profit on those players or just a profit on those players. And they won't be accepting anything less than what they paid for them. So you start to increase your income via that way. You also start to get better with the loan market. And by loaning out players, you get them experienced at a senior level, like we're seeing with Fuller and Balogun this season, for instance. And if you aren't going to keep them at the club, you're then able to sell them on. Eddie Nketiah was given a brand new contract at the club, yes, to keep him. And certainly the wages that we put him on may be a bit of a stumbling block in the future. But it also maintains that financial asset that we could potentially sell on in the future that we would have lost on a free last summer. So there's also monetary potential there. I agree with the point of view that I think we absolutely should be judging Edu's sales kind of from this 2023 period onwards and really being and, and then scrutinizing that. I'm far less uh, showing scrutiny of what has happened before. I'm certainly aware of it and certainly slightly critical that we couldn't have done potentially some more. But I'm understanding of the factors that led to that and think that from 2023 onwards is where we should really be showing the scrutiny of how Edu fares in terms of sales. Um, RJW says, in your opinion, do you genuinely think that we can beat City to the league title? In my opinion, I genuinely think we have a chance of beating City to the league title this season. If you think about it, the number of teams that City have played in the top half of the table compared to Arsenal is less, and we still find ourselves with more points than City. I also think that it will come down, I think, to those two games when we play against Manchester City next year. We have to win one of those games if we want to win the title. I don't think we can win the title without winning at least one of those games against City. If we fail to win both, or maybe if we draw both, that's the only other way. But I think we need to beat them to be able to give ourselves the best chance of getting through. I think maybe even going undefeated in the two fixtures and getting maybe a win and a draw, two wins would be unbelievable. But getting a win against City is a huge step forward and would certainly represent what this Arsenal side are building towards, which is to be sitting at that top table and competing with City, uh, with City year on year. Uh, Hamster says, how much impact do you think Smith Rowe will have? I think he could slot into that Xhaka role at left wing and at 10 and could have a really big impact in a potential title charge. I think it is, I think we've missed him a lot. I think actually we've underrated how much we've missed Emil Smith Rowe in this first half of the season, and that itself represents what we will get when he comes back. There is always going to be the question marks around whether or not his injury will take time for him to recover from. I think this period over December where he's going to have a mid-season kind of reintegration, he's going to be going to Dubai with the Arsenal team. That should hopefully give him some extra abilities in terms of coming back more smoothly. But we hope to see him in January. We hope he starts getting some minutes. I imagine he'll play in that FA Cup game in January. That should give him a great chance of easing his way back into competitive action. Hopefully, it's a big one. I think you'll see more play in that left playmaker role rather than the, the Xhaka kind of role. But who knows? Arteta says that he can play in potentially four positions in the Arsenal team. So there you go. 
Tommy says, uh, morning, Tom. Shout out to the newest Guna, my first baby. Matilda, the Guna was born yesterday, has a home and away shirt already growing the Guna army. Tommy, congratulations, mate. And uh, welcome, Matilda, to the Arsenal family. I'm sure the chat box is showing you a lot of love already in the chat. Uh, Ansat says, have you seen the links to William Carvalho? Hold on. Hold on. Where's my, where's my, I need a calendar. Have we gone back in time? William Cavallio. This was like five years ago, is it not? We were linked to him. A weird one. No, I've not seen the links answer. Uh, <laughs> that's a really strange one. Uh, how long's left on his deal at uh, Betis? I think he's still with William Carvalho. He is now 30 years of age, still does play for Betis and his contract runs out in 2026. Goodness me, they extended his contract in September. So I don't know why then we would see him extend, he, he moved to Arsenal. He extended in September. That makes no sense at all. Uh, Vanaju says, are we still looking at setting up a feeder club and have any names been mentioned? Really good question because it's a topic that I am very much on board of seeing Arsenal look towards trying to achieve. I think we do absolutely need to start building up a club network, not not necessarily to the scale of City football groups yet, although I don't mind if Arsenal want to move down that pathway. Arsenal are said to be looking at trying to make, you know, pathways with potential clubs in Brazil. And they've been looking and talking apparently to clubs in Brazil. Um, But I don't have any information regarding anything being close regarding a, uh, a partnership. Feeder clubs really like a derogatory term towards the club that you partner with because even though that is, in essence, what they start to become as Toir and um, who are the other clubs for uh, for Manchester City? You've got New York City FC, Melbourne, Montevideo. Uh, you've got there's one in there's one in uh, Belgium as well, which is really oh, that's really annoyed me because I'm no it's got the tip of my tongue. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, Girona is another one in Spain. Uh, but there's one in Belgium that's really going to annoy me that I can't think of what it is. Someone in the chat box will know, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I think we something that we need and certainly something that we need to uh, see uh, added to the team as well. Uh, let's go to... Please don't spam my chat box. Uh, let's go to Schrodinger's cat flap. Uh, if we get Champions League, why not go for Bellingham? I think he'd be up for it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he might be up for joining a Champions League club, but it's going to take a hell of a lot of money, convincing and time to get that deal done. But in January, uh, I don't think that's possible. Summer, maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Loner Magic says, hell no, I don't want him at Arsenal, but that's what I was seeing from him. But maybe I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm assuming that's on William Cavalier. Uh, Christian says, this season is a defining season where the board, Edu, and the owners and the manager will be held accountable. Uh, is it not every season a season where we hold them accountable? I think we should be holding them accountable every season. That's why after we were knocked out against Villarreal, I really didn't see a way forwards. That's why after last season, I my mind was changed. I really saw a difference at Arsenal last year. And I look forward to hopefully seeing us move towards. But every season, we should be holding them accountable and judging and scrutinising and praising where it is due. Um, let's go to Gabenga. says, hi, Tom. What's the deal with our link to Noah Okafor from RB Salzburg? Anything concrete? Haven't heard anything myself. No, on Noah Okafor. Have seen the links to him. Um, but what I do think is that Noah Okafor is probably a player that would go to a Bundesliga side. That would be kind of the more his level at the moment, I think, before making maybe one step. Some people would argue that we should stop, like, allowing the middleman, if you will, to exist and go straight to the source and bring them in before they become really expensive. I'm just not sure that 
Noah Okafor is that guy. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I've remembered the name of the Belgian club. It's Lommel SK. Lommel SK are the uh, Belgian side that City have a relationship with. Uh, Tommy says, why do you think they've decided to go with the artwork in the refurbishment opposed to the LED screens that could be updated as needed? I think it's more to do with kind of the connection. You know, the LED, LED screens are a very modern thing. Um, and they obviously would, I think, encourage the idea of advertisement. And I think the Emirates Stadium already is advertisement in itself. You know, the name of it is an airline. You know, it's, that's the advertisement of the Emirates Stadium. And maybe there would be potential clashes with it being the Emirates Stadium and then having advertisement around the outside. There could be a clash there. I like the idea of artwork. I think artwork's a really personal touch. I think hopefully it's something that Arsenal fans are going to enjoy of course it's artwork no one ever is going to feel the same way about artwork because that's what art does it divides opinion but i look forward to seeing the designs and i look forward to seeing what they've got on the outside of the stadium and what they're planning to uh to do with it so yes i think that's why they've gone with artwork rather than the led screens and from a business and um i suppose connection point of view uh, nav says are you going to watch the under 21 game today apparently harry is commentating it might want to watch to see the kids is he is he really let me check his Twitter. I'm sure he would not have allowed that to be secret. Harry Simeon. Is it? Is he commentating for BBC Radio London? Uh, let's have a quick check. Surely, sure. Here we go. Looking forward to bringing you full commentary on this one alongside the excellent Dave Hillier. Join us on the Arsenal website. Yes, Harry. That's fantastic. Harry Simeon will be commentating on the Arsenal 21s game. That's brilliant. Massive big up to Harry. Brilliant, brilliant. Congratulations. That's awesome. How did I miss that yesterday? Brilliant stuff. Love that. Make sure you go and listen. Uh, what time is the game? 12.55 UK time. It might actually just work. I've got a big Saturday, but uh, I will try my best to tune in. On the Arsenal website is where you can watch. Go and support Harry. Go give him a lot of love. He deserves it. He's been working towards this sort of thing. That's amazing. Massive, massive big up to Harry. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, let's go to... Marcus says, screens think not allowed due to where the stadium is located. Okay, well, there's another more... Uh, what's the word? Legisla legislatory? Legis legislation reason? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's certainly one to think about. Uh, Sidant says, Tom, do you think Arsenal should look to go for training sessions in other countries too? Why is it always Dubai? Good question. Um, I think that Dubai is a familiar place for them. Arteta talked about it being a familiar site for them, so they're already acclimatised to it. They know what they're going to get from that. So I think that's why they choose it, because they're very familiar and they've got that link to it. So, yeah, absolutely. That's probably the reason as to why they've chosen to go to Dubai. They're familiar. And why risk going to a new place when they can go somewhere they've been before? So there you go. Uh, GG2Few says, could you imagine us being like uh, how Wolves are with Portuguese players, but instead of us having Brazilian players, I'd love to see it's thought. what your thoughts on it? Um, hmm, good question. I think that there's always going to be a contingent and a chemistry that's going to be looked to. Like If you can look to bring in players that are going to be able to assimilate easier into the side because they speak Portuguese, or they speak English, or they speak uh, Spanish, you know, or speak French. You know, there are a number of French-speaking players, even though we have one French player in terms of Saliba. There are still a number of players that can speak French having played there like Gabriel. So, yeah, I think that that certainly will come into the minds of the of those there. Will it be linked to Mudrik, of course, who's got the link with Zinchenko, the Ukrainian link? We've always kind of had these little um, 
cliques, I suppose, of, of different nationalities. We had the French one under Arsene Wenger. We then moved into a bit of a German one with Podolski and Per Metazaka and Meza Ozil. You know, so we've always had kind of some cliques, I suppose, of nationalities at the club. And I think that's something that they might target to be able to ease transition into the team. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to a illusion who says, uh, Morning, Tom. Do you think City will go for Arteta in the future? Yes, I'm almost certain that they will go for Arteta in the future. Whether they get him is another thing. Uh, Peter says, I'm in London next week. What Arsenal-related spots do I have to visit? Arsenal-related spots. Well, if you're going in terms of kind of... Well, you won't be going on a match day, unfortunately, because, of course... Um, there there won't be. But number one is you have to go to Highbury without a shadow of a doubt. So when you come out of the Arsenal station, turn left, walk along, and you take the right, and that will lead you into the Arsenal. Uh, like You'll see the outside of Highbury. Of course, then you can visit the Emirates Stadium. But places where people tend to go on match days, where you could visit just to see that experience, you know, the Tollington, obviously, 12 pins. Uh, Highbury Corners closed down. I it completely, like, I completely missed... Highbury Corner closing down. I only noticed it when I was walking from Highbury and Islington, which I don't usually get off at. I usually get off either Arsenal or Holloway Road. And I got off at Highbury and Islington and I walked past Highbury Corner and it was closed. And so I Googled it and it closed down due to COVID, which is really sad because what a what an Arsenal place that used to be. So that's that's really sad. Hopefully, if there is any hope in the future of it opening back up, that'd be great. Um it's it went with all the, the you know the community help. I wonder if it's something that that could be helped to return. Um, maybe something I'm, I'll reach out and try and get some information on because that was a, a big part of the match day experience for a lot of people was Pyrebury Corner. So maybe it's something that the club and, and things like that could help with. We'd have to wait and see. Uh, Lona says, Tom, can you explain how your game tickets work over there? I'm all confused. And what's the best way to see them at the Emirates for a foreigner just on vacation or on holiday. So the way that you're going to have to get tickets, of course, and there is becoming very stringent um, regulations and restrictions on getting tickets, they are going to start IDing people. Um, so if you've, you know, and people do this all the time, if you've got a friend that has a ticket, you know, and you borrow their ticket, it may not get you into games because they are going to start IDing people. The best way to get tickets is through the official channels, of course, and you want to become a member on the Arsenal website. If you become a red member, um, then you just you, you go onto the website, become a member, and then when the tickets become available to red members, you need to be quick, try and get on there and and take tickets as you can. But it's been very popular this season. If you want a better chance and you can afford it, become a higher level of membership to get you in earlier on potential tickets as well. Only if you can afford it. Don't overspend if you don't need to. You know you need to think about your lives with cost of living crises and all that. Um, the other way, of course, is using the ticket exchange. And that is something that if you can't go to a game and you are a season ticket holder and you're listening to this show, please, please put your tickets up on the ticket exchange. I know it's a bit of a, a faff sometimes and the process can sometimes be a bit annoying, but please, please encourage more people to go to games. It's, you know, your seat is your seat. It, you don't lose your seat by putting on ticket exchange. You know, it's just for that game. I know it's a precious thing that people really value their seat. And if they can't go, the feel of thought of someone else being in their seat is a strange one. But just imagine that you're helping contribute to the continued impressive atmosphere that we can really try to improve um, at the stadium as well. Uh, Tommy says, uh, why wouldn't you prefer bums on seats in terms of why they're starting to ID the reason why they're starting to ID is because, uh, unfortunately, there is ticket touting, which uh, goes around which you get, unfortunately, fake tickets. And so people buy and spend a lot of money on tickets which aren't genuine. 
and then that doesn't get them into the ground. And the only way to discourage that, unfortunately, is to begin IDing tickets. And I completely understand why the frustration is there because that you're thinking, well, if that happens, surely less people are going to go to away games because a lot of people, you know, get tickets through friends or have friends that can give them tickets to the away games because the away ticket process is quite tricky to get hold of tickets for away games. Um, and surely on the home games, well, we want to generate the best atmosphere possible. And I absolutely understand that argument, but you also have to consider the fact that there are people, bad people, annoying people, douchebags that, you know, create... I was really trying to find the most polite way as possible of on a, on a PG show to describe them. Um, but these douchebags just generate these these horrible fake tickets and people pay a lot of money for them and it, they don't work. Um, so that's why. So yes, surely we would absolutely prefer bums on seats. But when you have disingenuine people selling these fake tickets, unfortunately, it is, it is what it is. I'm sure you've seen it on social media. You know, people like having to highlight accounts, handles on Twitter that are scamming people so yeah uh, and can you get tickets online uh i mean yeah that's that's how you do the go through the process of being a becoming a member you get your tickets online um so that's that's usually how it's done then either they post them out or if you have a membership card it will go onto your membership card so there you go that's that's kind of how it works um so yeah but the thing is is like uh digital tickets yes that is one of the answers but your membership cards, the digital ticket, will have the name on the ticket. So you will still be ID'd um, and you will still, um, you know, you'll still have to check the name goes alongside the ticket. So, yeah, that's that's hopefully as best as I can explain it. Uh, that's <laughs> Temi says scoundrels. We'll, score, we'll call them scoundrels rather than douchebag. Uh, so there you go. Um, Louis says, I'm desperate to come and watch. Would love to get a seat for somewhere around the end of the season. Again, best way is going through the official channels. It's always the way that I should say for you to try and get tickets because, of course, they're, they're, they're really putting their foot down on, on fake ticketing. So there you go. Um, lovely stuff. Uh, let's go to Alex, who says, just to let you know, if you spam Tom, I'm much more likely to read your comments. This is very true. <laughs> if you do spam the chat, and I notice I am discouraged from reading out tickets because I want to give everyone the opportunity. And yes, I know I probably read out some names. You're like, I'm sure they were read out on the last show. And that's probably true because I'm a human. I'm at fault and I make mistakes. And not even that it's a mistake to read out someone's comment every single show. I just look at the chat usually. I'll notice when someone's really, you know, you know, really pushing the the rhetoric. I'll notice that. And sometimes, yes, subconsciously, it will discourage me from reading them out. So just throw your questions in. And there's a lot of people always watching. I will try my best to answer. I don't just go for the members. I don't just go for people that aren't members. I don't just go for people that I recognize. I try and make it as fair as I can. Uh, that's all I can do. Uh, so there you go. Uh, are they checking season ticket holders as well? I would imagine they would, AJ. The issue for me is that there is already a um, there's already kind of an issue with the the ease of getting people into the ground because, and I I have a I have a problem with this because I feel as though people should be allowed to enjoy the match day experience, which goes beyond just the stadium, the local pubs, the local cafes, and whatever you want to do before the game and come in, you know, say 15 minutes before the game starts. I think that's part of the experience. I'm not talking about turning up on kickoff. You know, that's different. But if you turn up 15 minutes before a game, I feel like you should be able to easily and go through. And to be honest, the infrastructure to allow people into the stadium is, is quite dated. And that's why you get these huge lines outside of the grounds. We also need to go through a security process as well. 
They need to work out a system of making it more efficient, making it smoother, allowing people into the great game quicker. And yes, of course, part of that is trying to encourage people to turn up sooner. And me saying, I think it should be fine to turn up 15 minutes before the game. And if everyone did that, there'd be big problems. I get that. But there's also part of me that sympathizes with those that wants the full match day experience of turning up at the game 15 minutes before kickoff because they've had everything planned before the game to do stuff outside of the stadium. So I get that. But there is more that needs to be done to improve the ticketing process, I think. And IDing people is probably going to slow down that process. But we'll have to see if there's any way of trying to make the process more efficient. So there you go. Mohammed um, says, Hi, Tom. If we do not get Danilo in January, I prefer to bring Tillemans or Seco Fafana. What do you think? Uh, Danilo, I think, is obviously the primary. Tillemans is seeing as one for the summer. And Seiko Fafana, we haven't been really legitimately linked with. And they only just signed a new deal with Lons in the summer. So would probably be quite expensive as well. There are plenty of alternatives to Danilo. As long as we sign somebody, that's the key thing. And as Terry says, Tillemans is not a DM. 100% agree. Tillemans is the guy that rotates with Xhaka, which is still a position that we need. So saying that I'd like us to sign Tillemans, is not a bad thing or certainly something that's worthy of criticism. We do need to try and look for a player that would be able to cover that position. And that is certainly important. Andrea says, when does the transfer daily start? First of December, month before the transfer window opens, we start the transfer daily show. So that will be starting then. I say, I mean, people asking, when does it start? It's, it's basically the same show. It's just got a different name and we start it the month before the uh the window opens but uh, we do often get a lot more information on transfers a month before the window opens so there you go uh thor says hey tom where are we in the table where are we in the table hmm chat box can you remind me where where are we in the table i'm it's just escaped from my mind and i'm gonna need a little bit of a jar so chat box do me a favor guys and and just let me know where arsenal are in the table, please. Um, DJ Puller says, what if I get a box on match day? Is the same process painful or slow? I don't know. I've never bought a box. I've never been privileged enough to that experience. But uh, I don't know. So you'd have to speak to someone who has. I'll tell you someone who's been in a box before, Mr. Lee Judges. So maybe if you go over to Mr. Lee Judges, he'll be able to give you some information on that. So certainly worthy of asking. Oh, apparently we're top. Apparently we're top of the table. Uh, we're above all the rest, says Nav. <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff uh always enjoy the little interactions like that with the chat box is great um steve says fl are saying saka a contract is close to being signed do you have any information on this and an update on martinelli and saliba um let me go to fl's website um and have a look at saka f saka where are we seeing this about saka contract oh okay so the live feed Let's see. Saka extension. Okay. So according to Footy Insider, it's always best to go through and then check what source is being referenced. It is believed that talks of Bakaya Saka's contract extension at Arsenal are progressing well uh, behind the scenes between both parties and the club have let it be known to commercial partners that they expect a full agreement to be secured soon. That is according to Footy Insider, not FL. Um, always important to, to get the sources correct. Um, but uh, yeah. Unsurprising, you know, we've talked about it on the channel. You know, we we didn't think that Saka's contract would be a problem at all. So the big question, as Schrodinger's cat flap says, Saliba. Saliba is the one we're worried about. Saliba is the one that we're hoping we get some good news on. The reports that we saw, and there were reports claiming that an agreement had already been made. 
You know, I don't know how real they are. We then heard other rumors of a potential verbal agreement being made, and we talked about that on the channel. But still, we are waiting for much, much more secure sources to confirm that that is the case. Um, hopefully, we can. They've made an offer. We know that Arsenal have made an official contract offer to Saliba. It is being weighed up. It is being discussed, and it will continue to be negotiated. It's always going to be a back-and-forth process. So I look forward um, to hopefully getting some good news on Saliba. But he is the one. Uh, Paul says, Mo has also recently been in a box. He has. So you can tweet Mo if you like. <laughs> Send him my best. Um, I'm sure that he'll be happy to, to talk about the process of, of how it works, if it's easier to get a box. But I tell you what, they are very, very expensive. So uh, don't underestimate how much they cost. But maybe you can afford it. Good for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will be rounding off the show there. Thank you so much to everybody that continues to tune into our morning shows uh, and continues to do this on a Saturday. Saturday usually tends to be our least popular show because everyone's in bed on a Saturday morning, and I certainly can't blame you for that. So thank you for everybody that's watched live. Thank you, everybody, that's wearily waking up late on their Saturday mornings to watch the show as well. I really appreciate it. And, of course, all those that listen on audio-only platforms. Uh, announcement on the channel coming on Monday, which is, of course, as well, my birthday. So I have an announcement to make on Monday about the channel, not the YouTube, only the audio side of things that won't really change at all. It certainly won't degrade your listening experience in any way. It's, it's a positive thing for the channel. Don't worry. Um, looking forward to talking to you about that. But yeah, Monday, stuff to talk about. Tomorrow, I'll be back in the morning at 8 a.m. And uh, yeah, should be fun. Got a lot of stuff to talk about over the World Cup. Uh, got a lot of interesting things to talk about. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. So we will see you then. Have a great Saturday. And I will see you tomorrow morning bright and early as always. Have a fantastic weekend. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.